Welcome to episode three of Born to Write. Welcome to the Born to Write podcast, dedicated to writers, authors, and the art of storytelling. Go behind the scenes where writers reveal their ups and downs and how they finally shared their stories with the world. Now, here is your host, Azul Tarones. Hey, everybody. I'm thrilled today to have Dana Malstaff here on the show. Dana Malstaff is the CEO and founder of Boss Mom. She's a mother, an author, a business strategist, and a podcaster as well. And she's the author of Boss Mom, The Ultimate Guide to Raising a Business and Nurturing Your Family Like a Pro. Just a simple beginning to over six figures in just a year. I can't wait for you to hear a story about how she really came to build her business around her book. Let's get to know Dada Malstaff. All right, Born to Write family, we are here with one of my dear friends, somebody that I've grown to not just love, but to learn from and enjoy every time we see each other, which isn't often, but let's welcome Dana Malstaff here from Boss Mom. And I'm going to let you give us a little intro about you, and then we're going to rewind about how we met. Oh, okay. Well, uh, when I was four years old, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fine. You should never give a talker that much freedom. Right. Um, yeah, so I... I don't know. I, I think I went through life like a lot of people went through life where I, you know, people said you should go to school and you should go to college and uh, you should, I was actually the best kid any parent could ever want because I never rebelled. Ooh. I guess in my mind, I always figured if, uh, uh, if something didn't go right, I could just blame my parents because they're the ones that told me to do it that way. Um, and it, so it, it seemed smart. <laughs> like it just seemed easier, honestly, like from a lazy perspective, it just seemed easier to do what they say and like test it out. And I, you know, um, and luckily they were right most of the time. So I was a, I was a pretty easy person. I'm a, I'm like a hundred percent person. Like either you like go big or go home. Right. So whenever I do something, it's like, let's do it. Like, I'm not going to half learn it. I'm going to ha- not half try it. I'm not going to half be in it. Um, yeah, and so I think I'm, I'm just like that with everything. So when I like to get my hands dirty, so in any business I've worked for, you know, when I was in school, <clears throat> I didn't always get the best grades, but I was in it. Like it was, I experienced all the things. And I think that's really helped from my entrepreneurial and parenting journey. So fast forward, you know, I'm 29. Uh, I'm in a corporate situation where all crap's holding, breaking loose. Um, I'm going to leave, start my own business. I get pregnant at the same time. All the guilt happens, and uh, and that's kind of before I even knew it. That's how Boss Mom was born. So, the business I have grown since then, and now my son just turned four, and my daughter just turned two. And you know, this was wow. so it was about five years ago. Um, is I know right because we met when I was pregnant with uh, with my daughter. So we've yeah. so a little over two years, and um, yeah, and we so the Boss Mom brand has only been like the idea of it, the guilt of it, the fear of it, to all those things of parenting and entrepreneurship have been there for five years. But but in the two years since we decided that Boss Mom was a brand, and we discovered that by writing Boss Mom and by uh, you know you helping me mind map that out, um, yeah, we've we're multi six figures. I mean, we're we're set to hit about a half a million in sales this year, um, which in two years seems pretty darn good. Um, you know, we've got a like a thriving Facebook group. I mean, our Facebook group we hit twenty thousand people um, organically. And the analytics show me that over 15,000 of those people are engaged every month, wow. like, which is, seems to be like crazy pants. Um, you know, we wrote the second Boss Mom book. We're getting nominated for awards. Like I'm getting asked to speak all these places. And, 
and I, and I just get to wake up in the morning and like passionately talk about things that I love and care about. And it's like this mix of things that I'm, I'm sort of emotionally and morally, uh, connected with. And then the things that I'm tactically good at. Um, and it just seems, uh, it's really stressful because it's running a business and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, part of my job is to hang out with you and talk about stuff. That's great. You know, and when we met, I I remember you, you, you reached out and you said, hi, I'm, I'm Dan and I run, you know, a podcast at the same time you had a podcast and a blog, I think called expand your reach. Am I correct about that? I think I had just launched the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. it was really new. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What do you do? You're like, I am a content strategist. I help people do X, Y, and Z. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then we kind of began talking like often happens that you were interested in writing a book. I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is it about? It's about expanding your reach. I'm like, that's great. That was what was interesting to me is because that was what you envisioned, even though you were in the throes of like, how do I be an amazing mom, an amazing wife, and still feel no guilt towards this? And when we started to work together, and you talked about that extraction of the idea process where we started to look at what your big ideas were. It was the small moment that I saw this like flicker of a spark in you when, when you started talking about your relationship to your, your family and your business. And I think that's the moment where I was like, wow. This is interesting. Tell me more. And you just could not stop talking about this idea. And I'll never forget it, that love was infinite and that love for your family, your husband, your kids shouldn't be separated by how much you can give to them. You can love them equally because there's no empty bucket for it. And I thought, that's incredible. I think that's to me what struck me because as a man, obviously not a mom, I, I, I wanted to find something in there that I could understand. And that was really powerful. I think that's where when you started to talk about it and grow that, I realized there's something bigger under here that you care about a lot more than helping people with content. Yeah, and it's something that's so interesting in that process because when I when I tell people about writing the book, I tell them it was therapeutic. It was, and it helped me discover my brand. Like honestly, like I think it, those two powerful things happen. What's so interesting is that, and the more and the more that I've gotten into it and writing the second book and and all all that I've done in the brand. Um, that I have, I've really been able to hone in, you know, it's like journaling, like you hone in on what you really care about. And what I realized that I didn't even realize when we wrote the first book is that, that like, it's not just about, I don't want to be a stay at home mom and I don't want to feel guilty. Right. It's that I, I actually define like my happiness, part of my happiness and who I am as a person outside of being a parent outside of being a woman, just as a human being, I love to create. Like that's something that is me. Like I wake up in the morning and I have to make things. Yeah. I have to physically see the product of my labor. I like to I like to build. And if I can't build, then, w- then what am I? And what I, what I always thought as a parent, and writing this book helped me really clarify this, what I thought as a parent is that I, I can still build, but I have to do it for my children. Like I have to do kids crafts and I have to, I'll just have to figure out how to find that fulfillment helping to raise my children. And, and I found that completely unfulfilling. Mm. And then I felt really bad about it. Like maybe I shouldn't, you know, I should want to do this more. Like, why do I, why do I wish I was doing this other thing? And it just, and that's part of why the, I think you helped pull the book, that part of the book out of me, which is 
I don't want to feel bad about that. Like me, my kids seeing me build these things and seeing me do things that I love and making money from it. Like that's a really important lesson for my kids to watch. And if I'm miserable sitting there doing little crafts that bring me no happiness or joy whatsoever, my kids are going to see that too. And so which one do I want to show them? Do I want to show them a life where I'm happy or do I want to show them a life that I'm miserable because of them? Mm. Right. And, and it's not their fault. It's my fault. But it's because of them, you know what I mean? And I yeah. and I just it, that book really helped me. And I remember, I I would joke with you about it because when we we actually met in person, and we're sitting in this room and we're doing this, and you're kind of just standing over me, and then I'd look up at you and I'd go, "Okay, I think that's it." And you're like, "Hmm," and you just, <laughs> and you'd just be silent for a minute, and you'd give me that stare where I'd be like, "You're gonna make me think of something else to write, aren't you?" And you're like, and you would just like the silence that you created was was so like it was uncomfortable because I knew it meant crap I've got to dig deeper like what's what's deeper and I and I honestly do think that I like from that experience it really solidified for me what I tell people all the time which is brainstorming is uncomfortable if you're not uncomfortable while you're brainstorming you're just making a list Mm -hmm. and lists don't help anybody so just like you have to feel uncomfortable like it has to feel like there's nothing left because it's digging deep is where we find the things that we're like, oh, wow, like that, that is what I really care about. When all else has been emptied from my brain, what persists um, and what, what boils up. And those are the things that always end up being the thing. Yeah. I think you said it so well. If you just make a list, it's like an outline. People think, oh, if I have an outline for a book, that's how I write. I'm like, well, you're going to write information you're going to do it exactly as you were taught in school, but you're not going to find the moment of genius, the place where, like you said, you feel uncomfortable. And that's where that that magic moment is. Because there's a little bit of criticism you could take, particularly you as mom saying, look, no, actually, I love my business more than your kids. No, I mean, there's no equal. I mean, it's, it is. And you could tell that you loved it and that you weren't going to apologize for it. But there was a moment where I think you could have easily said, yeah, but that... Mm, but I think that's what I was looking for. What, like, where's the hesitation and all that? Mm-hmm. And I was just observing. I wasn't saying you had to write more or not. I was just asking a question. And I think that the uncomfortability, that moment of, of wonder that's even, we haven't wondered ourselves long enough, that, that, that spark, that, that thing that only you can give, only you could have said those words. And I remember when you wrote it, it was like, it felt like it was flying from you because here you are. I think you launched the book in the middle of giving birth. Like I was like, is she at the hospital like doing edits? What is she doing? And almost that's what you were doing. I remember how driven you were to get this book out. Yeah, well, I did, it actually worked out just the right way that it should. I, my intention was to be done when I was like when I had my daughter. So it yeah. would have been out and it would have been published. And I ended up being half done and then uh and and doing the other half right after I had her and it, and it worked out so much better that way. Cause there's so many parenting experiences from having a second child that really became part of what was in the book. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm glad that that's how it happened. One of the things I've really discovered from writing is cause there are a lot of, a lot of programs that are like, you know, it's like write your book in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess after I've written two books, I asked the question of why would you ever want to do that? like like the writing process is a is a relationship like it's a relationship and opportunity you have to know yourself 
and to connect with yourself. And, and very rarely do we get opportunities like you do when you're, when you're writing a book to really dig, dig deep, but in a very, um, like a very logical, very brain brainstormed out path. You know, if you were just journaling, you just journal whatever you want and whatever you have is good enough. Right. Right. But, but in the book writing process, you know, I, you write the book and, and even like we did the mind mapping and then, and then the next step from that was like, well, let's come up with chapter, you know, chapter ideas. And from there it's like, okay, well let's rearrange them. Okay. Well let's outline those. Okay. Well now let's make little excerpts to those. Okay. Now, you know, and what people think I think is you sit down and you just write a book and some people, maybe they do that, especially maybe if you've written a ton of books, maybe just sit down and write. But, but to me, the, the, the beautifulness and the genius is in the process, like the clarity that you get by going through that process and really even just seeing, God, if I talked about this before I talked about this, how would that change what I talk about and the perception there? And if I talked about this over here, do I lose something if it's disconnected from, from this over here? And when you start to play with that and you start to have a little freedom with that, which you don't have if you're pressed by time. I, I, I really firmly always say this about parenting, that parenting while you're in a rush is the worst experience you can ever have. Right. Because your kids stop being cute and wonderful and lovable and they start being annoying and frustrating and hindering. Right. But if your kids can do any of the things that they do that you would normally think are annoying if you're late for something and you have all the time in the world, it's an experience and it's a joy and it's something you totally tolerate and, and then and then embrace and then help them. It's a learning moment. And I feel the same way about writing. Like why why not have 90, 120, like depending on how much time you have, like I've now taken the stance that I want to know what I'm writing a year in advance mm-hmm. and every month I want to experience a little bit. It's my self-care almost to go in and discover myself through what I write. And by that discovery, I create something that's beautiful. And then I have time to actually make it even more beautiful. And then I have time to let other people know how beautiful it is so they can get it excited too. Right. I think that's a great way to describe it. I think the reason people come to me, even if they've taken another course or work with somebody else or read a book, is that I believe that writing a book is transformational. Mm-hmm. It's not just transactional you're not just giving me information which is why i think when i looked at the expanded reach not it was great information you were actually amazing at that so that's your jam but what i what i realized is that there's some transformational moment that we have to find and that's what i was looking for i didn't know what would show up so that's what i think it really does it transform you not not just not just in the process that you described as like growing as a person towards your view you grew into a whole new industry, a whole new, you become a thought leader amongst women who were waiting for you to arise. And if you tried to rush it and you tried to just bang out a book about something you're really knowledgeable about, you'll have a really good book, but you won't have transformation. And I think that's what has, that's why I share about you is because you allowed, you trust the process, even though it wasn't clear. I didn't tell you what we were going to do. I didn't outline it at all. I didn't say this is how it's going to work. I just said, let's work together and let's let's observe. And I think you trusting it and allowing it to work the way it, it can found, I think, discovery. And that's what I that's why I think I love working with authors is I get to learn really more about them than even their book because I get to watch from afar. I get to watch them transform because you don't probably notice yourself changing as much. Maybe this process you did because it totally pivoted your entire business. But usually authors don't see the changes they're making. Um and I appreciated that about just working with you in general. Oh, well, I heart your face too. Oh. 
so, <laughs> so as you're writing these books, because now you're you're more comfortable with writing, you're creating probably more content for your brand. Tell us about what you're working on or thinking about writing next. Yeah, so so we've got Boss Mom. We've got Confessions of a Boss Mom. We actually, with Confessions of a Boss Mom, we took in stories, um, which interestingly I know is is a popular thing to do, but it was uh, for me it was actually hard. It was really hard because I can write my stuff all day long, but editing other people's stories was really tough, and I totally misjudged how much time it would take to really dig in and make sure things were written well and congruent and everything flowed. Mm. Um, and But there were so many good stories, so I was like, oh my goodness, my first thought was, we should do a Confessions of a Boss Mom for like, you know, women in corporate and do all these things, and then I realized... I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, and, and I and I, I felt guilty about it for a little while, but I, I just didn't really want to do that. Well, I did a, I did a podcast, uh, just one on my own for, um, it's just all about this idea that everybody comes into starting their own business and they start putting CEO on their tight, you know, on their title and all these kinds of things. And then we feel massively guilty because we look at people who actually have successful businesses and we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I don't have any of those things. I don't have automation. I don't have a team. I don't have, you know, all that stuff. I'm up at two in the morning trying to figure out what my blog post is and like figure out visibility and nobody hears me. Nobody listens to me. Nobody knows I exist. And I was like, there's a lot of pressure in being the CEO of your own company. I was like, well, if you just realize that you're not, right. you're not the CEO of the, your own company. Like when you start your business, you are literally like an entry level employee and you are getting the coffee and you are printing, you know, random papers and you're uh, doing all the things, uh, right. pretty much anything that has to get done. And I was like, you have to earn your way to the top. And and the way I talked about that, we just got such great feedback. It gave me the idea for the next book, which is really purely business based, um, and and it's and it's all about this idea. I don't really want to give away the title because it's not it going to come out for like a year. But it's it's actually brilliant. Like when when, yes. you, when I came up with it and I listened to like the title and the tagline, I was like. Ooh, this one's good. <laughs> like, uh, like I could just see that on a book that says, you know. And so, because of that, I have been, um, I've, it, it, I already have somebody who wants me to do the key, their keynote on that topic. Like, I want it to be my keynote topic, and um, yeah, and we, and and because of that, I have feeling that it is something that could really be big. Um, you know, I'm going. Well, I want to take time with it. I don't want to rush it. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to rush it. So it's all of a sudden it's out, and I can't. I don't have space for it. So, you know, I, I think I'd like to get it traditional. Like I'd like to yeah. be a New York Times bestseller. That's on my bucket list. So, and this one seems like one that might have the chance. It's like the kid, that, the smart kid. You're like, well, not all my kids are going to be great, but this one, <laughs> this I'm going to put one. my eggs in this basket because <laughs> this kid's got this something. Kid's got, they got the pedigree. See, that's great. <laughs> I think I've had, actually had other uh, clients on here that have done both, self-published and have, a hybrid or have a publisher or have traditionally published their book and they all have different experiences and different reasons for doing them um some is exposure some is because you really want to grow into a new space and i think it's it's great that you're putting that as site for your goals because really the great thing about being a self-published author you get to learn everything about the process like i remember how many times we're on the phone like now how do i do this now what do you do this you realize that all those things that are done in the background that's the stuff that makes the book the marketing, the selling, that's what yeah. makes a book, no matter if you're traditionally published or self-published. It's, the publisher is not doing that, that kind of work. That's why they spend a lot of time making you write a proposal that says, tell me how you're going to sell your book. 
and a very small portion of it, probably half, is what's the book about? Because they, right. really, they really want to hedge their bets. They're a business, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's going to do the most work, who understands that this is not just magic, and that this is a business, and it has a really good idea. It's, it's, it's discussable in any environment. It's easy to say. And, you know, so that's exciting. I can't wait. I'll have to hear behind closed doors. I thought, I, know. I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to hear what this is about. It always brings something exciting. <laughs> it's, it's good. Good. I don't want to toot my own horn, but the concept is good. I can't say the book's going to be good. I haven't written it yet, but <laughs> but my hopes are high. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's how you felt about Boss Mom. You're like, it's, I've got it. I was like, what is it? You're like, it's Boss Mom. I'm like, awesome. That's great. Like, there's no discussion. This is perfect. This is a great book. So I always thought that. Like that I think that's how you think. I noticed you. You're like, you, once you grab onto a big thing, a thinking thing, you're like, this is it. I can see a million branches from this tree. You know, from you see the seed, but... Not only do you see the seed, you see the tree that's going to grow, the fruit that's come from it, how much shade it provides. You know, I think that's that's really a unique quality that you have. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. Hey, so a lot of people who are listening to this podcast maybe haven't written a book or haven't finished a book or haven't even entertained it. What would you say to those people who are going to start out, write a book? What piece of advice would you give those people who are like in the throes of... I think I should, or maybe I should. Run away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, God, no. No, Run I think everybody life. should, I think everybody should write a book in their lifetime. Um, I do think there's, so there's a couple things I think is important. I think if you think you're going to write a book because it is, it, nothing else is working in your business and you think a book is going to be the thing that works, then I'm not sure that's the right reason. And that's just my personal, personal yeah. belief. Like a, like a book is, is, you know, it's, it's not an uphill battle. It has, it's gives, it's given me clout. It's given me clarity. It's given me so much. Um, but, but I also am really good in business in other ways. You know what I mean? Like the reason my book has worked for me is not because the book itself did it. It's because I used the book in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people who are just like, Oh, I'm just going to write a book. I've, I've seen this time and time. Again. I'm just gonna write a book and then I'm going to, and then it's going to, my life is going to change. And you're like, that's not how it works. Like you have to be ready to work hard. And if you're ready to work hard and you say, I want to write a book because I want to leverage it for my business and I'm willing to do the work to do that, then write a book. If you want to write a book because your soul needs it and it needs that clarity, whether nobody reads that book ever, then write a book. Like if you're going to write a book because you're so passionate about a topic that you just want the entire world to know and you believe that writing it is the best way for you to share that, then write a book. And if you don't have one of those three reasons really clear in your mind, then step away and come back to it when you're ready. That's great advice. That's great advice. I think the biggest thing I, I knew when we talked, when I asked, why do you want to write this book you had real clarity about what it was going to do. Even before we did the work or figured out that boss mom might be the thing. That's what the why is so important, isn't it? Like, because I discourage people sometimes who oh, I want to write a book because I want to be a bestseller. I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's an aspiration. But why, why do you want to be that? What's, what's the, what's the thing you hope? So imagine you are a bestseller. Now what, what are you, you, if you wanted to make you money, I go, that's a different thing. Making a book and making money can go hand to hand, but if you if you don't b- books in themselves don't just produce wealth. Books can, like you said, build them into business. If the book itself is the business, then you have to really build it like a business. You can't just they'll they'll find it if it's a good written book, and that's totally not true. 
that just doesn't how it works. So I appreciate you being clear and honest about the book writing process. I know that I've learned a lot from following <laughs> the Boss Mom community, and I've learned a thing or two about business from you. Um, there's no one who takes thanks. more action on things she's doing than you. So I appreciate that. If people wanted to know more about what you're doing, what you're up to, how would they find you? Where would they look for you? Well, boss-mom.com is our site um, where we have all the goodies. Um, and that will lead you to our Facebook group, our Boss Moms Facebook group, which is vibrant and beautiful, um, to the books, to our shop, to our programs, to our free resources. Like I've got Trello training to help you with project management, which actually if you're going to write a book, you should learn Trello because managing the flow of all the things you have to do to write a book, um, that works really, really – like that's a great place for it. Right. Um, yeah, so all our free resources, all our paid resources – you know, hang out with me a little bit, all that fun stuff at boss-mom.com. It's a place to go. Yeah. And you do have a podcast too. They can learn more about what you do and what you think. Um, I do, which is yeah. awesome. And I often think if your children get the chance to listen to a podcast like this and realize that it's their mommy, what, as they're an older person, an adult now or into their 20s or that same 29-year-old young woman that you were, what would you tell them about this journey? Yeah, I would tell them to always like be super honest with yourself about what you love and what you don't like. Use every single interaction you have in your life to help you hone in on doing more of what you enjoy and less of what you don't. Never spend any more time than you have to with people who don't love and appreciate you. Um, because you you have a choice. You can either surround yourself in spaces that make you feel bad or surround you yourself in spaces that lift yourself up. And uh, and that is truly a choice that you make. Um, and I honestly, I honestly believe that. I mean, I know there are certain t- tiny caveats to that. But um, the, that honestly, every single day I learn more about myself and I enjoy my life more because of it. Um, and I, I don't, you know, the phrase to suffer fools gladly, like I don't do it. I don't do that with things I do. I don't do that with people I'm around. And I, and I truly wake up in the morning and I enjoy what I am doing, even if it's stressful and I've got things I've got to get done. I truly enjoy who I'm with and, and where I am and know that, that the more I listen to myself and I'm honest with myself, the more power I have to make those choices. Um, because then and, and you can do anything. Like if you're honest with yourself, you can do anything because you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses and you maximize your strengths and you get help with your weaknesses and then the, the world is your oyster. Wow. Well said. Make sure you keep that clip for them. That's pretty powerful. Mom wisdom right there. <laughs> well, that's just general general know-how. I'm not sure that's mom wisdom. <laughs> well, you were saying it for your future kids, the the grown kids. So I I would apply it there because right now I I mean they listen when they're young when they're teenagers they look at me like that what are you talking about so hopefully then when they need to hear it they can listen to it and have clarity as always it's a joy to talk with you it makes my heart sing I miss that we didn't get to see much of each other even though we lived in the same city um, I know which is kind of crazy we and now you're more. gallivanting around I am gallivanting around um, but that's good. I'm sure I'll gallivant back to San Diego. My son still lives there, so 
I know. Well, I, I just, I live vicariously through you because I basically live in my pajamas in my house. So <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was so great to have Dana on the show. As always, uh, I hope you, if you want to write a book that you come let me know, go to coachazul.com and follow me here and subscribe to our show. Thank you so much for listening to the Born to Write podcast.